Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to Up Level Together podcast, place to up level in every aspect of your life, from personal development to mindset and spirituality to business tips and relationships building. We bring you best interviews, tools, and inspiration where one episode can change your whole life. Here's your host, Jasna Borza. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome to yet another episode of the Up Level Together show, where we have the most incredible conversations with the most fabulous humans, and today is no different. Um, I am a giddy with excitement um, that uh, today I have two dear friends who are exceptional leaders and experts in in relationships, um, Will and Jody Short. Thank you so much for for coming in. Well, wait a minute. Appropriate would have been Jody and Will. Yeah, Short. I think for sure would be appropriate. Ooh, on what this, am on I this thinking? Yeah, what am I thinking? Um, so really briefly. For our audience, I just want to give you a little bit of a, a backdrop. Uh, today is a conversation that I think is one of the most important conversations that that um, we, uh, all of us in our country around the world, have to have. And this is a conversation around committed relationships and how to make them work. So uh, uh, Jody and Will are founders of Ordinary to Extraordinary, and um, it's a company where they help others, uh, cr- you know, move their relationship from ordinary to extraordinary. But they've been married for thirty years. Thirty-two. Thirty. <laughs> Going on thirty-three. <laughs> Congratulations! That's so amazing. But they're really yeah. committed to helping others the couples flourish in their lives and their relationships. And um, you believe that every every relationship has an incredible potential. But one of the things that you write on your website is, this is why I'm so fascinated by their work, and I'm going to elaborate on this a little bit more. Marriages and relationships are incredible, but can be hard work. Ours has been filled with joy and strength, but also work and tears. We have faced humbling defeats and conquered exhausting victories together. We believe there is no relationship between human beings greater or more important than this one. And we want to share that with you. Life is short. We're focused on transforming ordinary days into extraordinary days so we can make the most of our time on earth. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you yes, so yeah. much for for um, for coming in for having this conversation with me. Like I mentioned, this is very personal to me. I think uh, you you know my husband and I. We've been doing this this uh, idea or conversation around investing in couples around us because we're seeing such an erosion in relationships and this belief that well the moment it gets tough, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And somewhere I heard that now divorce rate is closer to sixty percent mm-hmm. in America. Did you mm-hmm. hear that? I did. It's interesting. You started the po- you started this interview with. Oh, they've been married for thirty two years, and that's like a celebration nowadays. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, my parents were, you know, they're they're just it, it, relationships and marriage was viewed differently. And now, you know, when you get a couple, we were married when we were twenty one, mm-hmm. and still to be, to be together at fifty three. Now that's an accomplishment. Now we're applauding. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how it used to be. You stayed together. And nowadays, we're, we're seeing more of mm-hmm. a lot of people just giving up and when it gets hard. It's an interesting, it's a concept. One thing that I love about you and uh, the, the work that you do and how you teach and how you coach is that 
you are not telling people that there's this Hollywood idea of romance and it's like sex on the beach every day. And it's, it's like marriage is work, but that work can be so useful. It can create a sacred union between two individuals if we, if we actually show up for that work. Correct? Sure. So I love that. So I'm, I'm. So tell me what I'm going to just start going, going right into the ordinary to extraordinary, mm -hmm. right? So tell me a little bit about your journey and your your marriage and this evolution from your relationship. Do you think it was ever ordinary and now it's extraordinary, or do do you think it was always extraordinary? I think that we definitely ebb and flow, and we certainly have ordinary days. I think that um, one thing that is really, really important to me and 32, almost 33 years ago when I made the commitment and said I do, uh, the commitment was really important to me and that um, I truly, truly believe, you know, that... <laughs> <laughs> No tears today. Come no, on now. no, no. Um, I believe that we have had, like I said, completely ordinary, ordinary days, but we made that commitment. And when I made that commitment, I chose him. And I chose him for a lifetime. Through good, good and bad. And through bad. And I think the number one thing that we've had to do in our relationship and what you need to do is you need to be intentional and you need to be intentional every single day. Mm, what about you, Will? That's beautiful. Um, so getting back to ordinary to extraordinary, I think that uh, for sure as, as, the, as men, mm -hmm. and, and I'll speak a little bit for men and, and me and my own relationship is, you know, sometimes, you, you know, there, I, I'm selfish sometimes. I get selfish, and I have been selfish in my relationship with my wife. And I want what I want, and I don't think of her, and I don't put her first over uh, my wants or my needs. Um, and that, being a young man, that was the most difficult thing, is to stop being so darn selfish and thinking about myself all the time and what makes me feel good or what I want to do or, you know, I want to do this and I want to do that. But the, I, I started thinking of her, well, how is that going to make her feel? How's that going to make our our relationship better, and how's that going to make my life better? Uh, because when when our relationship is stronger and, and and we are doing extraordinary things, my life is a lot better. Um, and so I started making a commitment um, to think of her first before me, and that's a very difficult t thing for people in relationships to do. Wake up in the morning and say, you know, what can I do for her today to make her day better? That's uh, an and that's, interesting. And that's hard. But that's an interesting segue. Is I feel like most people don't look at relationships that way. It's like I have a lot of girlfriends who are very open about I want it, when I want it, and how I want it. Yeah. He comes alongside or he doesn't. Sure. And I'm like, well, there's no wonder you're having problems, yeah. right? So, but why would my comments, there's no one, it's not wonder you have problems, be, be um, supported and, and make sense in your eyes? Because I lived it, because I was that person, and so and she knows. Um, you know, being a young man, I was still competing. I still had to train. I was doing all these things, and I woke up in the morning and I thought of myself first. Um, and I haven't done that for a long time. I, I I typically wake up nowadays 
And the first thing I think about is her. Then I think of my kids and then I think of my grandkids. And so what a difference frame of mind that I'm in is that I'm serving the people that are most important to me every single day rather than serving myself. And that's how I live for a very long time. So I have a perspective when you say, you know, people who are living this, when they get up in the morning, it's like, well, I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And will you show up for me? Mm -hmm. And why aren't you showing up for me? Mm -hmm. Well, why do you think? Because you're not showing up for anybody else but yourself. So do you feel that that makes you, when you do that for each other, that that makes you a lot happier yourself internally? Um, and now it has become a habit? Or do you feel like you do it because you know that it's just going to um, make the relationship better? For me, it feels so good to give. For me, I get joy out of giving him pleasure, or I get pleasure out of giving him joy. That could be misconstrued. I know. That's why I, was like, that's why I changed it around. <laughs> no, no, no. Keep it coming. We're going to go there. <laughs> no, that's why I changed it around. I love that. But there really is that I feel like sometimes so happy when I do something for my husband that I know he genuinely will appreciate it, even though I hate doing it. There is, there's like, okay, but he's going to be happy as a result. And the, again, it goes back to this, like, this idea of like serving others, being of service mm -hmm. is such a holy act that makes us feel really good. So Joe's going to talk. I mean, I'm sure we'll go down the road here as you've got a lot of questions, but I, Joe will talk about love languages. But, you know, there's intimacy and mm -hmm. there's physical intimacy, but there's also just doing good things for each other. And this is what we're talking about. Selfless. I came home today. And one of the things that I have to do is I take the garbage out. We got a long driveway. I take the garbage out. It's a pain, pain in the butt. I came home today and it was taken out. <gasps> And she did that. And oh. it, it's such a small thing, but man, I was like, man, I'm so happy she did that. And I recognize that. And I recognize that that was, you know, that's not something she usually does. We all have our tasks as we get into our relationships, and that's not something she does. Um, and so when she brought that out, I was like, wow, that's, that's what a small thing. It, it was a small thing in her day. But when I got home, I didn't have to do that. And then I could focus on other things and, and her and, and They were here. so meaningful and yeah, so sure. powerful. What a small thing, though. We're going to talk more about that because mm -hmm. it's very often accumulation of the small acts of Absolutely. kindness and generosity towards your partner that really create an extraordinary relationship, which is what we really believe. Um, to give our audience a little bit of a... Of a, of a uh, background and understanding into the relationship. Tell us about like what was the some of the the really big challenges in your relationship that you had to overcome that you now uh, coach other couples to to overcome themselves. Do you, you want to go? You want to take that one? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you, and this goes to uh, one big challenge that we maybe had as our children were young mm -hmm. um, and that's a lot of couples that have young children sometimes have this challenge too I was saying to Will that when our kids were young it was really hard to prioritize each other it was when you are parents of young children you are solely responsible for another human life mm -hmm. and so it, to prioritize your spouse uh, even to prioritize yourself mm -hmm. is a tough thing to do Mm -hmm. And so finding time for each other was a hard season in our life. I said to him, we were so fortunate because we had a village of incredible family members around us that supported our relationship. And so we did try once a week, once every two weeks, absolutely, to have a date night. We tried every quarter to have an overnight somewhere, even if it was 
a local hotel or if it was good to get out of your own environment, but or if it was um, that the grandparents took the kids and we were in our own space, but we could totally focus on each other. And then we tried once a year to take a vacation together. Vacations together. Without we the kids. Without the kids. No kids. Vacations wow. together when we were first married, <laughs> much different than, you know, 20 years in. No. But even getting away for a long weekend, we went to Duluth a few years. We went to Stillwater. We went to Wisconsin Dells. I mean, you know. It made the difference. Just being alone together and focusing on each other. I think that the biggest gift that you can give your children is to have them witness um, your love and a loving relationship. And I think it is not only do the kids realize that they were created out of this loving relationship, but I think it sets him up, them up further down the road to have really high expectations and high standards when they decide to meet a partner or create a relationship. So, oh, I love that. Yeah. Before, well, before you um, answer and, and give us your take, one of the things that was interesting. I'm so glad you said that because there, there's going to be a lot of parents of young children who listen to this who are really struggling and i'm noticing that the, if it is so many of my uh friends the the how many of them separate mm -hmm. at the stage when the kids are really little because the pressure is on and i remember one point telling my husband because we had um two i mean two children in, in a year telling him like i love you but i really don't care about you right now very much mm -hmm. and i remember saying it because he's like what about me you haven't given me any attention i'm like what attention i'm like i'm breastfeeding mm -hmm. left and right i haven't slept in in months and you want my attention and i remember that was also and you're confirming in a very difficult time for us um and i think that what i'm hearing you say is that permission that it's going to be okay and, and let yourself say that it's okay, but trust that there's a season that will pass and will even make the, the marriage stronger. Absolutely. You go through some of those hard and challenging times and when you stick together and when you're both all in and you're committed, we had, for sure, we had tons of challenging times, but we decided to stick it in, stick into it, you know? And I love that. Was that the most challenging time for you? In terms of, of marriage and relationship, I, I, you know, outside of you know health issues, when we, you know, our, our first daughter's born with some some struggles and some some things that went through in the birth, and there was obviously health and those type of things can be really hard on a family and mm. and uh, you know and then medical bills and things we were too young to handle it we weren't in a great place. I, I like to say I made every poor financial decision a, a human could make. And so when you say, you know, what are things, finances are always a thing that couples go through. Um, mm -hmm. And we talked about trying to do, you know, date nights or a weekend away when you have young kids. Well, there's a financial aspect to it, too, because you're so responsible true. for kids and you got to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. and, and yet, but now I'm going to take, you know, this amount of money to take my wife down the road. Wait, shouldn't we just stay here? Shouldn't we do that? Um, but everything was worth it. Um, I think that we, you know, we did the best we could with what we had, and then we started to work on, on building out there. We, we, we've done the Dave Ramsey show. Mm -hmm. We've done, I mean, we've done the Dave Ramsey process. We've looked at all those things financially because we had to learn and grow in that aspect too. 
Um, I was an educator, not a super professional when it comes to finances. And, and so, again, there was a, you got to continue to learn and grow mm-hmm. in, in your relationship. And you're going to have, like I said, we made, we got in too deep because we were, mm-hmm. we were buried in medical bills from mm-hmm. our first child. And, and life was hard from that point on. But that was, those are good struggles. But those are also the, the struggles, I think, that um, when it comes to the marital issues and financial issues, those are the things that stay in, in behind the closet. We do not talk about it because sure. we're embarrassed, there's shame mm-hmm. about it. It's also not, it's just not something that you have over, you know, beer with your buddies, right? Yeah. And I think that it, it, what I heard you say, it is when you're young and starting out, there's all of the pressures and financials are, are one of those things. And especially if you have two people who view the the finances very differently sure. too, and the spending sure. habits. Yeah. But that those are all normal, natural uh, things that may occur in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But then again, if you have that communication then you can find a way out and grow together. One of the things that both of you talked about is this, it's an interesting thing, this level of I, I committed, I made a decision. Mm-hmm. Well, one would say that every time I say you, your vows, anyone who got married, they committed as well. Mm-hmm. Then why do we have close to 60% divorce mm-hmm. rate, right? So let's talk, well, first of all, have you ever threatened divorce or have you ever thought about it? I have not. I have never threatened divorce. I've never heard those words ever. <laughs> Lord, this yeah. is why I love well, him. <laughs> <laughs> like, so did I? Let, let me clarify. <laughs> I did. Wait, I did. Did he? <laughs> let me clarify. Uh, no, I don't. I don't I, divorce isn't in my vocabulary either. I don't think it's in my family's vocabulary. Mm. Now, were there days where I wanted to be rid of her? Maybe. <laughs> but, I mean, come on. I mean, we, we've yeah. been married for 33 years or 32 years going on 33 here. I mean, we've we've had moments at each other. There's no question. Yeah. There's no question. Um, but but we, the truth is we choose to love each other yeah. even when we don't like yeah. each other. Typically, yeah. typically, I think mm. in, in from, from the beginning, from like even our first year of marriage, Jody made a commitment to me and I made a commitment to her that we wouldn't go to bed. We'd, we'd resolve it before we... We went to bed. Man, that doesn't work for me. Yeah, yeah. And, and it doesn't, doesn't work, work for some people. Be honest with you, it, it was a struggle for me, but, I mean, we tried to get it all out. You know, we're not going to go to bed this way. We're going to get this cleared up, and then and by the time we got to bed, we were, we were that's it. Yeah. We'll put it to bed one way. You're either forgiving me. I know you're still mad at me, but yeah. can you forgive me? Uh, and it's that's usually it. her forgiving me. So <laughs> <for would that, laughs> <laughs> can, can you just realize that I screwed up, and now – it's 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 humorous now, but there's been moments where I've done some stupid stuff or mm-hmm. said some stupid things. I was selfish. I was, I was at the point where I, where I, I believe so so much in in when you're with your partner, you always have their back. Period. And end of story. End of discussion. Um, when you're out publicly, uh, you support them all all the time. And um, there's been times where maybe she didn't feel like I like I wasn't completely supportive of her. Um, and those are hard days because I should be all, at all times. I never don't do it intentionally, but there are times where maybe I made a joke or said something that she felt. That it's that's, human experience. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. all have that. I, so can't, with- I can't get into her body and say, oh, how, I just how I felt she has to tell me. And, and she's good at that now. She wasn't for a while. For a no. while, she'd fester it for like a week. <laughs> That's me. That's me. <laughs> and she would slam every door and yeah. slam no, everything. No, just the cupboards. The cupboards. Like a- <laughs> be cleaning. And I would me have to, too. Finally, I would, just, I, would I would just break down. All right. Let's, let's go. Let's, let's talk Get about it. Get it out and just tell me. 
so this is interesting because I really don't practice that. I have heard it, don't go to bed angry. Sometimes I literally want to go to bed angry. Yeah. And um, but it's how is it just the, the pack that you make and mm -hmm. you talk it out, even though you can still have the emotions, but at least you address it so you can go sleep peacefully. I think that there are some people that need to process it and they need to go to bed and maybe it's better if they uh, talk about it in the morning. I think that one thing in our relationship and maybe I don't know that we ever made a promise or a pact to each other, but it's so rare. Like I can't remember a cruel word that he has said to me. You know, I, I, I feel like we talk to each other with respect. That's why I slam the cupboards sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But it's just something we we've always done. We've always figured it's, it out before bed. I think it's I think it's important what Jody said is that we we have always made it a, a point to to talk to each other in a in a certain way that both of us can be proud of if our kids were listening. Um, oh, and, that's a good one. And you know we had three children right away, so we had them around all the mm -hmm. time, and we weren't mm -hmm. going to let them hear us talk to each other. In inappropriate ways. I, I'm an educator. I've been in education for 27 years. I know what kids model. They model what they see, um, and what they're seeing at home is what they bring into the school, and and that's what we'll see. And well, well, why do you think they're doing what they're doing? Well, it's pretty much what they're seeing at home. Um, so I got it right away. I mean, we have to. What Jody said earlier about giving a gift to your children about what a relationship should be and what a loving relationship it should be is so powerful. Uh, young men will be able to will will know what it is to treat a woman respectfully in the right way, and young women will know what it is to be treated properly and oh, wow. not be verbally or mentally or physically abused in a relationship because they've seen uh, they've seen a, an adult male treat another woman with the right way, and that's the biggest gift you can give your children. I think that is I'm having a full on moment right here right now because I never. The, this concept of modeling mm -hmm. to our children. I mean, they really are watching and they're likely to cope um, and solve their own problems and conflicts by whether, you know, copying mom or dad, sure. because that's how, th how they learn. So really if, um, and this is interesting because one of the things that my husband and I, a few times we were have, having really heated conversations in front of the children and he was more upset that we were doing that. And he's like, this should never happen again. And I would tell him, but look, we came to a conclusion. They saw us have a heated conversation, mm -hmm. but they saw us go to bed giggling and they saw us be real with each other and mm -hmm. be angry and go through the emotions, but also be able to come, uh, you know, fix that. Mm -hmm. And I remember a kindergarten teacher telling me once I, I remember um, uh, dropping them off for like a little pre-k class and i was so i i, I yelled at my three-year-old i mean i was frantic mm -hmm. and here i'm carrying a car seat and i was so come just so mad and crying and she said like i'm the worst mother in the world i yelled at my three-year-old and she said what's more important and i want to relate this back to the relationship is not what you did or what you said or how bad the conflict conflict was but how do you come back together afterwards mm -hmm. sure kind of like last memory pays the bill, mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. Would you think that, that also that conflict can be bad, you can have a discussion, but how you resolve it is the finality of it, and that's how what makes the relationship stronger? Oh, absolutely. And, and not that our kids saw us agree on every single thing. We had some conflicts, but we kept respectful 
and yeah. and we did always have each other uh, each other's back sometimes even if we had a difference of opinion about something with the kids we had that conversation in another room and we came as a united team let me there's a lot of parents listening to this i want to say this because it's so important what about parents um because they want to make themselves feel better who are you know telling their children uh, or talking to children negatively about the other parent. Tell mm -hmm. me about the consequences of that long term. Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you, and we we have to be. I mean, we have to be upfront. I mean, we're we're a couple. Um, I'm an educator, um, and we we're not super. We're not counselors of. We're not. What would you say, psychologists? So I'm not. I'm not. We're not therapists. We're oh, not right. therapists. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Totally. Yes. We totally yes. know that. So I want to make sure that that yeah. people are clear. But we're, we're, we're talking so from experience and relationships yes. and the people that we from work your from. own experience I, and and from experiences of other couples that we've been around and mm -hmm. wanted to be a part of the things that we were doing. Um, but I, I'll go back to what we said. I don't know that how does it benefit anybody when you put the father or mother of a child down. Don't we want to be building them up? Don't we want to be talking about their good qualities and the things that they do well? Um, unless unless there is some real abuse going on, mm -hmm. but if it, if you're just downplaying, if you're if you're putting your partner down, that's I, I don't know how how does that benefit you? If your child, well, I like what you say because you put that person down, but your child's liking you because you put somebody down mm -hmm. because you're really good at manipulating them. I, that's. It's harmful yeah, long term yeah, and, and does not. Okay, I, I, I'm really fascinated. I've seen you two interact. We play pickleball together. <laughs> and like, if you ever want to see the, the, the how well the couple functions, like have them play pickleball For together. Sure. There were times where I would just walk off the court and I was just like, what's wrong? I'm like, you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're competitive. It's, yeah. you, that's your game. I mean, He's competitive. I am yeah. not competitive. So I say, <laughs> Will is like, oh, what are you talking I about? I saw you play. You're pretty competitive. <laughs> so it's an interesting thing in this, the, the, um, with the couples that you're working with. The, you know, taking the relationship from stale, from you might call it ordinary, from having issues, um, whether it's having small children or not having intimacy or all of these different things, and taking them to that extraordinary level. What are some of the things that couples come to you with that, that, you, that you counsel and you coach? And how do you help them? Is there, is there like a prescription to, for the o, O2E, right? Um, the process to which you move them that's identical to all couples? Or is it really more about the particular situation or the conflict they might be having? I think that it's more about each um, individual couple for sure. I think one thing that we have done with O2E or Ordinary to Extraordinary is we do have an acronym, SPRINT, S-P-R-I-N-T. <laughs> and these are just stand for different themes that Will and I think are important and critical and crucial in a relationship to keep a relationship going from ordinary to extraordinary and it's it's spiritual intimacy and physical intimacy and recreational intimacy interpersonal communication nutrition and well-being and team it's about um, different things that you can focus on and and ours ebb and flow for sure but different things that you can focus on in in order to um, create a more extraordinary relationship. So that we kind of keep um, at a forefront and, and talk about. But 
but people want different um, to talk about different things and depending what their relationship is like. But when we do events, we keep um, we, we the foundation is Sprint, which you, which you found work in your. I think I think some couples are strong in some areas yeah. and weak in others. And mm -hmm. uh, if they're if somebody's reaching out and they're trying to improve their relationship in any way, mm -hmm. I think the first step that they've already taken is that we're going to invest in each other. And Jody talks about it all the time. Mm. As soon as you made an investment to, hey, you know, we, we're, we're happy. We, we get up in the morning. We have our routine. Mm -hmm. We go to work. We come home. We turn on the TV. We watch a show together. We go to bed. That's, that's ordinary. Th that's, that's ordinary. That's, that's an ordinary day. Yeah. And they, if a couple goes, I want to get out of that. I'd like to do, I'd like my day with my, uh, with my wife, my companion, my partner, whatever it is, to be different than that. Mm -hmm. um, their first step is to, reach out to maybe a couple like us or something else mm -hmm. and say, hey, we're going to get out of this routine and we're going to try and... Just give us some strategies. Yeah. Give us yeah. some ideas. And, and some give of us... it can come from your spiritual intimacy and, and how you worship and how you... Uh, uh, and your beliefs. And it doesn't have to... I mean, we're, we're Catholics, but we're not religion-based. We're not telling everybody that they have to be Catholic. We're just mm -hmm. saying that you probably want to have some sort of idea that what what do you believe? Bond around yeah, some yeah, values. Yeah, bond around mm -hmm. some values and some mm -hmm. and some sort of faith, um, and then physical intimacy. And we've had couples who come to us who's struggling physically, um, and and that that almost always comes down to communication. I think, and Jody would probably agree with me. Is is one person's just not letting their partner know what it is they enjoy or what they like or what they need. Yeah, that's um, one of the things I wanted to ask is if there are any, you know, patterns in relationships. Even I can tell that in, in, in the couples that I observe, that I interact with, that there's, there's patterns that, that are happening. Do you think you see patterns in the erosion of relationships, particularly mar marriages? So communication or lack thereof being one, but what are some of the some of the other ones um, that you might notice? I think the one that I've noticed the most in all the couples that we've been around, and um, I think generally it comes down to there's a feeling that one person in the relationship has let themselves either go mm. physically, uh, mentally, emotionally, mm -hmm. uh, is no longer invested. They're not invested in the relationship or themselves. Mm -hmm. And the other person is trying to find a way to cope with that mm -hmm. and maybe trying to trying to do something, come mm -hmm. to us or or maybe marriage counseling or, or something where they're trying to say, well, I'm still in, but my partner's checked out. And, and I see that the most. And it's sometimes women and sometimes men. It, it can go either way. Um, rarely do we find in where both of them come in, they're both checked out seems yeah. like there's always one person who has either, and I don't know what has caught, it's always a different reason, yeah. but some, they're hurt or they're upset um, and the other partner can't reach them, can't get to them. I mean, we d we've dealt mm -hmm. with it so many times mm -hmm. where and one person's in you, and the other person's well, out. Well, how would you address that, right? If there's, if there's one, very often I will, and here's a specific example, a lot of my girlfriends will say, well, my husband is just completely checked. He was only interested in his video games or his football or he doesn't help around the house. He doesn't acknowledge me anymore. He doesn't want to take the courses or personal development stuff sure. with me. Doesn't want to, you know, I tried to spice it up in the bedroom. He wasn't interested. It's like I, I'm sick of trying. And then, uh, then they withdraw 
Yeah. How would you how would you come into that relationship and what are the steps you would take or advice you would give to that couple? I think one of the strategies even before to, no, you, you go say, ahead. No, Tell before me. you say it, I think the first thing is we can't come into that relationship. Yeah. Oh we're, we're not coming into yeah. that relationship. <laughs> they have to they have to come out of that. The 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 couple, right? I mean, we're we're not I mean how are we gonna get to them? I mean they're somebody's gonna have to come out and say this isn't working the way we're going about business. Right, Let's if they find... reach out to you yeah, and yeah, they say, yeah. like, we want to, so there has to be this willingness, what I'm hearing yeah. you say. That's an important aspect. First step. Willingness, mm -hmm. it's kind of like if if you want to, you know, be free of addiction, first you have to say, I have a problem. Yeah. Right. And then and then she has some tools that we I, use. Oh, we, I was yeah. going to talk yeah. about just some different strategies. What I was going to say is that one of the biggest things, I think, is that I think you have to turn to yourself first. I think that prioritizing yourself, your own self-care, your own self-love, mm -hmm. I think that um, even though it's cliche, it, just as you hear on an airplane if a flight attendant says, put your own oxygen mask on before you help anyone else, mm -hmm. I think it's the number one thing or priority to do if you're struggling. If you're struggling mm -hmm. for joy, for happiness, you can't get all of that happiness from your partner, and I think you have to... Um, go to yourself first. So I think that's one of the biggest mm -hmm. strategies. And then she has a bunch of tools that she uses. They'll, they'll do a, the Simbus test, correct? Oh, sure. And yeah. then she would do, and then she would have them maybe fill out some some values, uh, some worksheets. To find that bonding, where, and, what and is where, it? Where is your common mm -hmm. ground right now? Mm -hmm. um, and then kind of try and figure out where lead the couple to where they need to go really is what we need them to do is like here's where we're at like what you just described mm -hmm. you described a lot of a lot of current relationships a <laughs> and, lot and of current relationships and it's unfortunate it's unfortunate that that's the case but then you have to lead both of them to this isn't working for her and this isn't working for you and it's just not working we have to find a better way to go about and be in this relationship or it's going to end but then sometimes too just like you said we aren't therapists so sometimes when the challenges are too great. to that oh, extent yeah. mm -hmm. they because need to find, we yeah we yeah. we do focus and a lot of the couples that we surround ourselves with or the lot of, a lot of couples that come to us do have a foundation and do have a willingness i mean yeah. some of them is one or the other but we just like you said could only do so much with that and and yeah. i think that's beautiful because there's a this is where the differ, difference between ordinary and extraordinary yeah. is you can have an okay marriage correct and there i know a lot of people like we're just it's okay yep. but they're strangers in the night they're they're mm -hmm. cohabitating and yep. they're peacefully cohabitating very respectful sure. and children will never notice that there isn't anything grand but the longer that goes on, um, I feel like there's a sense of ourselves that probably disappears from that, mm -hmm. and things can go, go wrong. So when people would come to you when they're, it's fine, but we want it better. We want to mm -hmm. spice it yeah. up in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. We want to be in love with one another. We mm -hmm. want to just kind of deepen that relationship <laughs> a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So uh, do you have like a story of an example, like giving us a specific example of someone who was like, yeah, it's okay, and then uh, what their problem was and how you took them from ordinary to extraordinary? I think one of our couples that um, multiple times has come back to us and felt like their relationship and their marriage was absolutely transformed was something that seems so simple, but 
they did bring a date night into their relationship and they are adamant uh, it's been about three years at least now that they've been doing it every single week and they it's not necessarily about the date but it's about focusing on each other no distractions they don't allow their cell phones they don't allow tablets nothing they a lot of times they're at dinner but it's time for them to unwind and completely focus on each other and um, they said it's been absolutely transformational Think about how many times you sat down with your husband and just focused on him I know. in the last week. Just how, how many hours would you I'm put like, that on there? Um, like just Measurably. Just, just yeah, you yeah, and yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. And, and so think about a week. And one week, can Especially I give you children hours? Can I give you, two, hours? Yes. Can I give you two hours of my time where we're right here? Yeah. And we're, we're going to talk to each other. We're going to know about each other's lives. We're going to know what's going on, what's going up. on at work. We're going to going to be fo- totally focused. Yeah. Well, it's like even if you give your partner 10 minutes, because like sometimes it's like, oh, small children, we have no time. Ten, If you have a micro date in 10 minutes where you are like zero distractions, it's me and you. Mm. We're looking each other in the eyes. It matters. That quality can be better than two hours of being in the same room together. And not having to be intentional. Okay, why can you can't say that and not make me think about the uh, sex and intimacy and that, because one of the things that I have learned is that um, my husband's love language is clear. And I think that he, if he, if he had a choice between the the intimacy in the bedroom or a really good conversation, well, I'm like <laughs> sometimes like, yeah, the quality time. I think really I'm 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 being lighthearted here and making yeah. a joke out of it. But I think very often the love languages, and I know that you spend a lot of time talking about that, mm-hmm. is my husband tells me that intimacy for him is a primary way of staying connected to me. Mm-hmm. And that I find that very often with a lot of my guy friends and, and male, um, um, just men in general, versus women who may not find that as a priority. I'm overgeneralizing. Mm-hmm. No, but you're, what are you're your, not, well, what you're are right your, on. Okay. You're right <laughs> what are your thoughts? Tell me well, about that. Well, Jody's in her, well, go ahead and talk about your. Well, the love languages, I mean, my number one is physical intimacy. I am physical intimacy. We always thought he was physical intimacy. There's a difference, and and so physical intimacy isn't just in the bedroom, and it can be, but touching or holding hands mm-hmm. or I always want to be close by. I, I want to be, mm-hmm. and I always want to be touching. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I think, his love language. There's a difference between a love language and what you like. I, I yeah. enjoy sex. Yeah. I mm-hmm. want to have sex all the time. It's yeah. great. It's fantastic. <laughs> but that may not be my love language because um, acts of service. Ser- service. service yeah. Just me taking out the garbage. Uh, have, have, ah, mm-hmm. that's a great example. Can, can, be, can be really impactful for me. Yeah. Um, I still want to have sex. Right. So, I mean, that's still good. But if you want to get down into things that re- really impact my day and make my day better, because I – we can have sex and I might have a miserable day. Mm. I mean, I still enjoyed the sex, right, but right, I still right. have a miserable day. Right. But Jody could do an act of service for me. And that's where you got to get your, your love language clear. Jody's love language is queer. She, clear. <laughs> clear. She wants to be touched. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes so much deeper. And, yes. and that's also, when you feel valued. That's when you how you, you feel loved. That's how, you know, so I... You yeah. know, the, the love languages really helped me because I remember, so I will walk through the kitchen and from the kitchen to the dining room to whatever I'm going, the, the, the playroom for the kids, and I will, in the kitchen, touch my husband 300 times, like just over the shoulder, like mm-hmm. pat him, you know, sure. whatever. We, he will go an entire day without ever laying a hand on me, like I, ever. And I've learned that that's not his love language. And what's so interesting, and then I'm, his language is acts of service. Mm-hmm. My husband, I will come home, the house is clean, the meals yeah. are cooked, mm-hmm. the, everything is taken care of. And then I learned, but, and, but wait a minute, he doesn't care about being touched. He wants me to perform acts of service, you know, help right. him out yeah, sure. because that's how I'm showing love language. Yeah. And that was a conversation that he had to learn. It was like, wait, I'm like, you know, when we're out in a restaurant, like, just put your hand on my knee once. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks he's doing you by doing those acts of service. He thinks that he is showing you love, but it's so what explain he wants. That. Precisely versus explain that. <laughs> you have to realize what your partner wants and you have to love them in the language that they want. So it might be different from yours. So you doing acts of service for him is what will light him up. Him touching you is what's going to light you up. So sometimes what we do is we do our own love language. So I might touch him more and more. You know, we I'm doing my love language that I love, mm-hmm. and I want to touch more, mm-hmm. versus if I do an act of service, that's what will light him up. That's such a fabulous yeah. um, for people hearing it because we often give it the way we want to receive right. it. And But wait a minute. Our partner may not be seen in that in that in that way. Right. Let's stay on the topic of sex, please, because sure. it's such like a really big one. Um, the one of the things that I've learned, I remember this was about ten years ago. My husband and I went on a date, and we we're sitting beautiful day, having a glass of wine, just loving life. And we're you know we love to spend time. Like, well, what do you love? about me what do you want more of and mm-hmm. these kind of things and I asked them well, like what are what are the most important things in a marriage what would you like rank them right so I'm thinking respect trust like what should I you know friendship right mm-hmm. and um so I go through mine and they're just like trust mm-hmm. you know the the bonding communication mm-hmm. and it's my husband's turn he's like can I be frank I'm like well yeah that's the whole point he says sex sex and sex mm-hmm. And I literally felt like throwing the glass of wine <laughs> in his face because I was so disappointed. Mm-hmm. But we passed my disappointment. We had a really, really good conversation around um, what are his needs. And he said, listen, all of those things, yes. But I want to tell you that if I have all of those other things and I don't have intimacy with you, I don't have all of those other things. Mm-hmm. And he said, I need to feel close to you. And that's the way I feel mm-hmm. the closest to you. That's how I feel safe. And there was a paradigm shift for me. This is his primary need, mm-hmm. and it's so much deeper than that. Do you find, um, the, talk to me about the importance of intimacy in relationship, and what happens when it's not there? Go ahead. I think, I think it's different. I, I do think it's different with each individual, but I feel so much deeper connected. I do. I feel deeper connected when with physical intimacy, uh, uh, feeling seen, feeling heard, feeling connected. I, um, I do. I, I, I feel so connected. I think that the other thing is that it lets you be vulnerable when we talk about vulnerability and mm-hmm. being transparent. And sure. over the years in our life, you have 
allowed me to trust you and feel safe and feel secure sure. and connected. So I, what do you feel? Well, men like sex. I mean, that's, I mean we're not. It just sucks. I mean, it, is it, is. I mean, it is what it is. But here's the deal. It, for me, and so I'm not going to speak for all men, but I, I, I was very sexually active with her in our 20s, which is why she was pregnant three times. And, and we, I mean, let's be honest. Wait, wait, wait. But, and, and, I, and, and much like your husband, this, this is how I was, you know, this is how I was getting through my day. There was definitely... It, as our relationship grew and as I grew, it became more than just, hey, we're going to go have sex so that we can have an orgasm and then I can go to work, mm -hmm. you know, um, and and it became more about our relationship connection and about connection mm. and about and, and then maybe be more concerned about her needs sexually mm. and not just about mine. Um, again, that selfishness piece, because mm -hmm. um, we can all be very selfish about what we want in, in sex. When it comes to sex, um, I think that trying to be as unselfish as possible for men is a way that you will always be good for your partner yeah. because if you can think of their needs and what they want mm -hmm. you'll end up becoming a better lover number one mm -hmm. um but you'll also be putting your your partner first over you and, and your partner and will reciprocate because absolutely. that's such a absolutely. beautiful uh, sure. synergy that, that that happens yeah. why do you think so many um, marriages struggle. Um, it is not uncommon for me to hear that that people haven't been intimate in over years, and they they they're married with children. Yeah, I think that um, a lot of times, um, I I lost my train of thought. Well, I, here's here's how it starts. You 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 don't have sex for a week. And then you make an effort to have sex once, and then you don't have sex for two weeks. Mm. And then pretty soon you go a month, and then it pretty soon. It gets extended. And, and then all of a sudden you realize, well, wait, I haven't had I haven't had sex with my wife for a month. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? Mm. We used to have sex every day. Mm -hmm. And, and it, it becomes less and less important. I think that um, people don't go into a marriage going, well, hey, in two years from now, let's never have sex. Right. What what couple does that? Mm -hmm. So how do they arrive at this place? And it's it's a lot of factors. So I can't speak for every. You, there isn't one little potion that I can say. If you do this, this will be fine. Mm -hmm. But I also think that Jody had said it. If you start with yourself, and I we you you wanted us to talk about couples that we've had some success with. I had I had a couple who the. The male and the couple uh, didn't want to be there, didn't want to do anything. And so I started just having a conversation about him and about his health and about his weight and about him working out and him all of a sudden getting some, you know, hey, let's get a workout and get the endorphins going. Let's mm -hmm. get your body going. Let's get, some, let's get some positive things going in your body and let's see how you feel. Well, started doing some things and it was slow. It was a slow process, but pretty soon he was feeling better. Mm -hmm. He was feeling better about himself. And then all of a sudden he felt like, Hey, I want to be intimate with my wife again. Goes back would, to that conversation about yeah. checking with ourselves. Yeah, checking in and just saying. And all of a sudden, now he's feeling good. He's getting up and working out. He's going to work. He's he's tracking his steps. He's watching what he eats. And all of a sudden, now I'm having sex with my wife twice a week, where it was I w I'd go a month. And it all was about. It wasn't so much what he needed for. It's what he needed for himself. He needed. He needed to change his life and his choices and the, and the things that he was doing for himself. Um, it, was, it was a huge impactful thing for me to see him go through that. Mm -hmm. It was inspiring even to me mm -hmm. and it made me want to be a better man mm -hmm. and, and do things better.
you know. Yeah, it's very often, it's really not about um, the partner or what we're getting or not getting, how we see ourselves or how good we're feeling in our yeah. own skin, um, especially in the bedroom or in the confidence arena when if I don't feel I'm performing at work or if I am not happy with my life, sure. I will want to withdraw and not share that. It's a natural, the, this reaction of, of hiding. I absolutely yeah. love that. Um, what do you recommend for people who are, you know, we talked about making the time, the, the date nights, which is, I think, I've learned that from you, mm -hmm. and I just absolutely love and recommend it to everyone, just that undivided time, because sometimes I feel like my husband, I can't even finish a sentence with mm -hmm. the kids are around, yeah. and it's so right. frustrating, right? Yeah. It's this, this uh, no follow-through, no, co no connection. But for the couples who are struggling to find joy, who are struggling to find, um, who are in a rut, like they love each other, but the spark is gone. And very often, I'm like, I remember that moment where we're like, oh my God, we're like roommates. And what I've learned, we've been married for now 18 years in a month. Mm -hmm. We go through those periods sure. also that are reflective of where we are in our own personal lives yeah. and how we're feeling. Those are normal and it's okay mm -hmm. to be sometimes bored and not have wild sex and yeah. exciting adventures all the time, right? So tell me about the, like the normalizing the marriage is this union, the partnership that the, the, the it's not going to be fireworks every time. Jody and I have been in a kick right now, and so I, I always I always think that there's never this this big fix that we're going to throw something on the, on your marriage and we'll fix your marriage. Mm -hmm. It's going to be small things, and so our small thing right now is no, it started with a Darius Rucker concert, <laughs> and and a Darius Rucker song. Yes, yeah, so we went to a summer. Uh, it was concert. Down Fire Lake. It was Darius Rucker. Yeah. Who who was he the lead singer for? Well, Hootie Who, and the Bullfish. Yeah, 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 people know yeah, yeah. him. Okay. And he has a song, and the lyrics are, "When was the last time you did something for the first time?" And so it inspired us. We made so a pact that we're like every month, we're taking turns and we're choosing something we have never done or something we've done for the first time, and we're doing it together, because newness, excitement is so important in a relationship for sure and mm -hmm. so it's been we've only had four or three yeah. so yeah. far there's such a great thing so tell me so the what so we're going to do something new every month that's exciting neither of us have ever done before yeah. or yeah boy but that's that brings freshness that oh, brings that energy yeah. right it reminds you yeah. of the the dating and it's kind of fun you get to you get to think about what haven't we done before you're trying to do some research so now as the person who's in charge of picking that night you got to go out and you're thinking of your spouse you're thinking yeah. of your partner and that's amazing i'm i'm thinking about her what was she what have we not done let's go find something we haven't and there's so many things yeah. i mean you, you can go out there We've done. We went to an art show that it was pancakes and booze in downtown Minneapolis. Many it was pancakes awesome. As you can eat. Yeah, many pancakes. <laughs> We'd never done it before. We went together. It was a great time. We met people that we wouldn't normally be around. It was a great experience. And took him to a full-on spa pedicure. Oh my! How <laughs> was that? Well? It was phenomenal. <laughs> He was like, we pulled into it the, was and he was like, absolutely phenomenal. I, I hope we're believe. going to Superwalk. Because <laughs> I'm like, come on in, we're going to the nail salon. But yeah, it was it was amazing. So we, yeah, we've it's been it's been fun. But that's just a, such a small thing. Think yeah. about how easy that would be for a couple to do. Hey, let's think of something this month that neither of us have done and go do it. 
So here's the things that I think are really standing out. What I love about this conversation is that the you know the practicality that you're coming through with. There's this like philosophy around what it makes to have a good relationship, yeah. but it's it is work, mm-hmm. and it's I want acts of service. I want to do something for my partner, put her or him first for a day, for an hour, for a week, because it feels good and it, it builds the trust. And what the, if you just woke up every morning and said, I'm going to do one thing for my spouse today? That's, That's it. You just one like, thing. One, one thing. thing to make their what day can I do? just we, a little bit better. We said it over, what can we do today to, to make, make your day better? Just one thing. And then I'm like, can you go fill my gas tank? Oh my exactly. gosh. Yep. So is that something that you announce or do you just do it quietly? Sometimes we announce it. Sometimes yeah. we do it quietly. Yeah. So that's a beautiful, all the couples listening, this is such a phenomenal example that I think just that could just radically that. change a relationship. And, and sometimes it can be so easy. So simple. So simple. The smallest she took the garbage thing. out today. Yeah, so simple. It but you took know, her 15 minutes. Right. And after yeah, 32 years, <laughs> after 32 years, the garbage is still yeah, there. Yeah, like, the, oh come on. my gosh. No, it's true. But those, yeah. those, such a small, small act, thing. but yet can go so far. It matters. Like, here I am speaking and on, on TV, and I'm talking about her taking the garbage out. That's how impactful it was to me. Right. Right. So everyone listening is like, it really is in those small things that are making I feel oh, like seen. And very often I feel like it's not just the garbage. No. No. It's, it's just that someone thought of something I don't ha- want to do, and someone thought of me made my life easier. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, the f- it's the forethought, and yep. it's the appreciation. And I'll say one other piece. And, and I think Joan would agree with this. If your spouse does something like that for you, you need to acknowledge them. Yeah. Uh, That's about living in gratitude. Yeah, Let them gratitude. know. Oh, I'm so, I'm so thankful you. that you did that for me and you made my day. And now your spouse is going to go, well, I'm maybe I'll do that again. Oh, now she Wouldn't that be great? That would be great. Yeah. Um, I also heard the date nights. Jody, you and I have talked about this at length because I remember talking to her. I'm like, I'm tired. And she's like, trust me, it makes all the difference because it's that undivided attention. And it's really the, 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 this concept of uh, doing something new, doing something fresh, keeping it fresh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to the probably the most important conversation for, for, for um, young couples, that intimacy... Do you have to, is there an effort or pressure to keep it fresh in the bedroom? Oh, I think, I think there is. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what she's going to say. I was like, I'm interested to see what she's going to say to this. This is good for you, too. But yeah. we go through, we go through spurts, too, where, you know, it's, it's, you, you are tired, you are, have had a long day, you've had a long week. We still can be intimate, but we may not be um, making it as fresh as we could. There's sure. there's some fun things. Or you you have to openly communicate with your partner and say, "Hey, let's try something. Yeah. Let's try okay. this. Let's do this. Let's." I mean, we yeah. we all could come up with some ideas that would freshen up a a, a bedroom, and. She has to be comfortable with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She has to say, yeah, let's try that. Or if mm-hmm. she says no, then then it's out. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. I'm pretty much open book to yeah. anything she but. wants to try. <laughs> right. <laughs> My husband's words, exactly. <laughs> but it's an interesting thing because I think that um, there's a pressure to, to always maintain that. And what I've found is that it's kind of like you eat your lunch every single day. 
some lunches are going to be more extraordinary than others. Absolutely. You're not going to, you know, say, oh my God, it's the best meal ever for every lunch. No. And I think there's this pressure to constantly, and people feel like they're missing something if it's not fireworks. Mm. But also what I'm hearing you say is staying open. And if the one person suggests something, being willing to go along and experiment, there's also a sense of vulnerability that comes, mm. not just in the bedroom, but also in, in saying, I'm really tired. I don't feel so great about myself, like an example of the couple that you've you've coached um what about the that vulnerability it's very difficult sometimes you've been married this is great i mean i'm at the point right now after 18 years where i'm okay saying like i really don't feel great in my own skin today mm -hmm. i would have never said that in the first five years like mm -hmm. no way jose right yeah. so i think does that come with age or is that like work that that you put into or the i think it's trust trust yeah, I do too. and i think trust is built over time yeah. i think that I think it took a little partner, while you yeah. trust your partner enough to say to him i, I need this today she yeah. was just talking about it mm. i was and i i he's always been really good with i when i am i would tiptoe around a lot of different things and like i said he would just look me in the eyes and say tell me what you want Tell me what you need. I will not judge you. I will not. And, and like I said, it just always made me feel safe and secure and made me open up more and more. And as I opened up more, I trusted more. And it was a deeper connection then. That's so beautiful. Recently, I was talking to someone who said, if couples, married couples, were to take the time to talk to each other, be vulnerable, see each other, for, and be willing to work on the marriage, we wouldn't have such a high divorce rate. Agree or disagree? 100% oh, agree. Yeah. Agree. 100% agree. I, marriage is not going to be perfect every day. Mm -hmm. And if that's what you went into your marriage with, with these some of these young couples, and you think every day is going to be this blissful, nice, beautiful thing, man, you're in for a rude awakening. Uh, because it's not always going to be fun and perfect. No. Um, and you're going to have disagreements. You're going to have highs and lows. You're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have things that you didn't think were coming at you. And all of a sudden, it's going to hit your relationship, and it's going to be hard. It could be health of a mother or father or grandparent or your child, or it could be um, financial or it could be a crisis. It could, there, there's so many things we can't even – we can't. Even, and then the real test is going to be how are you going to manage that? Mm. How are you going to manage that that failure? How are you going to manage that loss? How are you going to finish? How are you going to survive that? How are you going to come together in that moment when and it's grow really hard? and evolve, and grow and, and evolve, and together. improve, and then continue to be in that relationship a hundred percent, even when it gets hard, because that's that's what makes marriages go. It's not the easy days. The easy days, the fun days. Fun. No, yeah. everybody's got those. Yeah, that's such a beautiful advice and so necessary for everyone. For everyone to hear, um, I'm. I look at you two, and I see a successful marriage. And by that, I mean this is a couple who is self-aware, someone who has done the work. They're so humble in their approach and how they approach this this union, but they put in the work all mm -hmm. the time. Do you think that um, for for people out there? that the moments when they really want when they when it gets so unbelievably bad what words of advice would you have from someone who who has been together and navigated the ups and the downs and the lows and the highs of life what advice would you give to 
a couple right now that's really not, this is not just ordinary, but they're really not in a good place. Well, if you're really not in a good place, so I, I'm going to say this. I, mean, I don't want to speak for Joe on this one because I know she'll have her own opinion too, but um, life is so short mm -hmm. and, and it's, you only get one life to live. And if you're struggling in your marriage or your partnership and it's bad and it isn't just going, we're, we're, they're going to take you from just having these ordinary days to extraordinary. This is, there's addiction, mm -hmm. there's, there's mm -hmm. alcoholism, there's, there's abuse or, or something that, it, or it's just the abuse is that we don't even talk. Mm -hmm. You have to act. It doesn't mean you have to get a divorce, but you have to act. You have to take the first step, and that might be we have to get counseling. I have to go see somebody. We have to get help in our relationship, or really we need to just get out of it. I mean, that's what it really comes down to, but mm -hmm. you have to act. You have to do something. You can't just sit in it. Mm, that's the worst thing you can do. Toxic. Yeah, mm -hmm. It's toxic. Yeah. You, you've mm -hmm. got to make an effort, and the effort might be, hey, I'm willing to make this effort. You and I, are we're, we're so disconnected right now. I'm, gonna, I'm willing to make an effort, or can we both try and make this effort? And if we're not going to, then what are we doing? And, and that's not me saying, oh, divorce is the answer, but you only get Sometimes one Sometimes it is, so right. In some of these relationships where things are so, so bad, mm. and, and I think that's what you're describing, where somebody's really hurt or somebody's really at a bad place, um, you get one life, man. Mm -hmm. You got to live it. You got to live it. You got to give yourself a chance to have the best life. You, you really do, in my opinion. Okay. I do for sure. I, I said the same thing about, you know, I committed to you. I, I'm stuck with you. I better make it good. <laughs> make it the best that I can. <laughs> One so. of the things that, I, that I've noticed that when, when um, marriages are solid and there's a good foundation, the individuals in that relationship, in that union, are better at the work. They're better in social relationships. They're overall happier, more fulfilled. There's there's just a sense of completeness. Mm -hmm. And we always say, well, one person will never give you everything. But I feel my husband completes me mm -hmm. in ways that, that I never would have imagined. I feel like, uh, like he's my safe haven. I feel mm -hmm. like even we may argue I mean I like him very much mm -hmm. which still happens and those are the kind of things that people don't talk about I always know that he will be there no matter what and he has my back mm -hmm. and I think that that's the foundation that's just at its core mm -hmm. yep so um for those people who are you know not in bad relationships but they're in mm -hmm. ordinary relation want to make them extraordinary how can people find you and work with you? What does that look like, the process of working with you? Because I have heard um, unbelievable stories of, of people yeah. who have had the pleasure of being in your oh, presence geez. and working with you that has completely transformed their lives. <laughs> Jody's tearing up for those of you on the podcast. <laughs> well, I think you just you reach out to Jody. I mean, Jody, we have a website. She too, has a website, and, and she's put it all together. Yeah. Um, so, we have some events that we'll be planning for the next year. Tell us about well, it. Well, we are going to do. We're focusing a lot on recreational intimacy right okay. now, and so we are doing another. We just did a couples pickleball tournament, which was amazing. I love and it. How so I have fun. to come to that? <laughs> you will. You need to. I don't know why you weren't there. Yeah, I don't there. either. <laughs> I was traveling. I know why. It's yeah, more so than just. It's more than just getting out with your partner and, and doing a yeah. and playing a game together. It's it's uh, it's being around an yeah, environment and yeah. other incredible couples, yeah. and it's like who you surround yourself with is means mm -hmm. so much. And it's 
I think that that's a, an important aspect also. The the couples that you surround yourself well, sure. uh, with um, have such a profound impact in your own marriage yeah. and how they treat each other. Right. It rubs off. It and does. I think it's just such such an incredible key, which is I'm so happy you're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to have a long and a happy and healthy marriage. I love that. Any parting yeah. words for both of you for for in terms of marriage, in terms of personal development, love, union, spirituality, anything that, that, that we haven't covered, do you feel like you know it's really important that people hear um, today? I think one of the biggest things is that, you know, so many top marriage experts talk about um, those falling in love in those first couple years where they kind of talk about the honeymoon phase. Mm -hmm when um, you have so much excitement and um, your partner can do no wrong and you focus so much on all of their incredible qualities. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes we lose that and sometimes we have to step back and see our partner with new eyes. And I do that a lot with Will and I do it when um, mostly when he is in his craft, when he's leading or he's coaching and I sit back and I observe and, or when I see him in a new role, he, when I see him parenting our children or the new role of being a grandparent and it's just like fresh eyes and it's so many times falling in love with the same person over and over again in your lifetime is what I think, um, keeps that excitement and love alive oh my god you those of you on the podcast if you just saw the way will looked at oh. jody you would have melted <laughs> oh my goodness the thought of a husband looking at a wife that way that's just so beautiful well i i jim short who raised four boys he His told father. me my father told me that uh, when he met jody he said he gave me one piece of visit don't screw this up. That's what he told me because he knew right away that I had I had done a pretty good job of picking a, a, a amazing lady. I will say this, um, and I, Jody brings this every single place that she goes. She lights up rooms. I, I believe uh, mm -hmm. because she does. She is positive all the time. She brings just a, a joyous atmosphere to everywhere she goes. Um, she rarely will get negative, um, and I have. I have tried to become more like her in that way. But what I will say, and, and what I think is important for, for your listeners is this. Um, each day you wake up, you, your, your attitude is your own. How you choose to live your life is your own. You can have a great positive attitude each day when you get up in the morning. You can do some meditation. You can try and make your, your life a little bit better. You can, you can live healthy and you can make the people around you better or you can sabotage yourself and you can live in those negative emotions of whatever it is, jealousy, fear, anger, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever you've got going. And if you put yourself in those negative emotions, uh, you are going to struggle. You are going to struggle to be happy in anything that you're doing. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we have to look at ourselves um, and then put ourselves, bring ourselves, our best version of ourselves to our relationship every day. And if you do that, you're going to, your spouse is going to appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And then also they're going to want to do that. Yeah, I see you doing that. I want to do that. And Jody's got me there. And so I try and bring that to her as much as possible. I did that in other things in my life as a competitor and as a person who coached. I, I would put everything into that. But 
uh, somebody once told me, and I don't even remember once said, he says, Will, if you put as much emotion and passion and, and energy into your relationship as you do and do your craft of wrestling, imagine what your relationship would mm-hmm. be. And it was so impactful mm-hmm. because I had put in so much energy in my life into a craft of a sport. Well, what if I put all that into this? Mm-hmm. And think of somebody who's a businessman or a businesswoman. They put so much energy into their business. What if they had that same amount of energy and zest mm-hmm. for their relationship when they woke up in the morning? Mm. Um, and that's that's what spoke to me. What a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful finale to, to this uh, mm-hmm. conversation. Thank you both yep. so much for taking the time uh, to come on to the show and talk about this. Mm-hmm. I think really one of the most important conversations we had, we went way over. And, <laughs> and I'm so glad that that's the case because <laughs> I felt like it was, this is the kind of, um, we live in a world where we don't want to talk about hard things and couples are struggling. So um, there's going to be so many people who will pick up nuggets from this conversation from someone who is really, it's hashtag real talk. It's not all, Mm. you know. Yeah, well, we're living it. (laughs) It's it's not all always exciting and, and wonderful, it's work. But if you put in the work, it can be magical. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. People can find you at o2e.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stands for Ordinary to Extraordinary. Mm-hmm. And then they can sign up for the newsletter and also um, maybe be notified of all the events that you'll be doing in 2024. Sounds great. Yes. Well, I will see you there. Oh, thank you. Thank you. God thank bless you, you Thanks, both. Yes, um, my beautiful humans, this is, again, Mm, I'm going to be talking about this conversation for for many, many more days to come, simply because there is an erosion in the quality of the communications that we have in the world. And what more um, important, or is there a more important conversation than the conversation about building the deep relationship with those that we love? And in the end, one of the things that I know that when my children leave, I'm still there with my husband, with someone who's going to support me, love me, and see me. And my life is going to be better as a result. And for those of you who are struggling in one way or another, whether it's an ordinary uh, lackluster relationship, you need to spice it up, or um, it's a deeper work needs to be done. I hope that you can go to O2E.com and learn from Jody and Will because they're true leaders. They walk the talk. And they're someone that I deeply admire in, in, um, in the world um, of integrity, of um, vulnerability, transparency, and how they show up. So thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to take one nugget from this conversation, implement on it, whether it's getting up in the morning and making an effort to serve your partner and going above and beyond to do that, or just maybe committing to the 10 minutes like Jody talked about um, for one another and connecting on that, on that level. Whatever it is you do, when you do it for others and do it for yourself, you are better off, and then the whole world is better off as a result. Thank you so much for tuning in. Well, there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world. Please share with anyone that might find this useful and go ahead to all iTunes stations and please give us a five-star rating. So much love for you all. Please, please, please know that everything can be different. You're worthy. You're good enough. And let's up-level together.